It's a lot of people are underachieving, not because they don't have talent, but because they're not plugged in to a task that will allow them to use their best talents. And it's a major failure of managers that they don't ask enough. So it's up to the manager to ask, am I getting the most out of your brain? Because your goals are the same. The manager's goal and the worker's goal or the teammate's goal, whatever. The goal is to do as well as you possibly can, to produce as much, to earn as much, to generate as much. And the way you will do that is for each person to be operating at brain's peak efficiency. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we have Dr. Edward Hallowell. He is a board-certified child and adult psychiatrist and world authority on ADHD. He came to us by recommendation from several people I mentioned on the podcast for his incredible book called Driven to Distraction, which he co-authored with Dr. John Ratty in 1994. And it really sparked a revolution in understanding ADHD. I wanted to bring him on to be able to talk about something that we just don't talk about very often. And how do we deal as entrepreneurs, small business owners, and leaders in our organizations with ADHD? I think you're going to get a ton out of this episode. And at the end, he shares with you his latest book, ADHD 2.0, and where you can pick that up. It's only 100 pages long. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Edward Hollowell. Have you ever tried online marketing before and weren't sure if it was working? Maybe your rep talked about all the impressive features and stats and said things were going great, but you didn't know how all that tied into raw new policies written. Well, that's not the case with DirectClicks. DirectClicks is the premier Google ads and SEO option exclusively for State Farm agents. Why? They're 100% resource-oriented with an exclusivity guarantee. Every review call you have with your account manager focuses on what really matters to your business, and that's leads and call-ins received. Everything will get broken down to cost per lead received. By investing with direct clicks, you're going to free up time and energy to focus on what's most important in your agency and doing what it is you do best. This will be the best investment you make for your team by spending confidently and scaling your agency today with exclusive online marketing partner, Direct Clicks. Visit us at directclicksinc.com. Ambition is the first step towards success. It's time to level up your agency. And Coach P Consulting will help you do just that by using the same strategies he used to sell over 700 life insurance policies in 2021 alone. Now, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look behind the scenes of his team training and an office that's performing at the highest level. There's a reason Coach P Consulting is the fastest growing coaching company for insurance agency owners in the country. Coach P will train your team alongside his own and show you the exact steps they're taking to achieve Chairman Circle, Exotic Travel, and Multi-Line Presence Club and be one of the few agents to be selected to have a third office. 
So whether your goal is to be at the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and the tactics to get there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level, and his strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpeakconsulting.com and get your first full month for free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Dr. Hollowell, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. It's nice to be with you. Great to have you. Well, your book came highly recommended from several really great business owners that I know that read your book and said, well, you got to get Dr. Hollowell on there. We'd love to hear from him. But for people that don't know you and the work that you've done, can you just kind of walk people back? We always start with background and origin story and kind of take people through your own journey. Well, how far back do you want me to go? I grew up on Cape Cod in a little town called Chatham. I went through school. I always did well, so nobody thought of me as having a learning difference, even though I do have both ADHD and dyslexia. I didn't know that. I went to a very competitive high school called Exeter, Phillips Exeter Academy, and then fairly competitive college called Harvard. And then I went to a medical school down in New Orleans at Tulane and then came back to Harvard for a residency in psychiatry and fellowship in child psychiatry. And it was then that I learned about a condition called attention deficit disorder. And I realized I had it myself. And I also realized the medical model only got half the story. It left out the talented part. And that's when I started really learning from my patients through the 80s. And then in 1994, with my friend John Rady, I wrote a book called Driven to Distraction, which pretty much brought the condition to the awareness of the general public. Nobody really heard of it until then. And the fact is, an awful lot of very talented people have it. Most entrepreneurs have it. And the general public then and even today thinks of it as a condition only found in hyperactive little boys. Nothing could be further from the truth. Many adults have it, millions of adults and most entrepreneurs. The part that most people don't know about is the upside. We are, I have it myself, we are creative, original, the dreamer, the visionary, the entrepreneur, the person who thinks outside the box, the person who comes up with the new idea, the new concept, the novel thought, the divergent, the disruptive, in the best sense of that word, that's ADD. We're the builders and the discoverers and the inventors. Edison was a classic. You see, the upside, you can't buy or teach those qualities. The downside, we can work to correct. And the downside is trouble with sweating details. And that's because boredom is our kryptonite. We can't do boredom. The minute we encounter boredom, we bounce off of it like the poles of a magnet. We just can't do it. It's not that we won't. We can't. Boredom simply sends us in the opposite direction, but give us something that's engaging and we'll stick to it like glue. We pay rapt attention. So the term attention deficit is a complete misnomer. It's a we don't have a deficit of attention. We have an abundance of attention. Our challenge is to control it. Then that's why I have people come to see me. They're underachieving. They may be achieving at a very high level, but they're not doing as well as they could. And the missing ingredient that they don't even know is missing until you ask them about it is sustained attention. And when you are able to do that, then the sky's the limit. I mean, there are Nobel Prize winners, for example, the PCR test that everyone's heard about because of COVID, most people don't know what PCR stands for. It stands for polymerase chain reaction. 
and most people don't know what that is. Well, it's next to the double helix, probably the greatest discovery or invention in biology in the past hundred years. And the man who came up with it, Kerry Mullis, won the Nobel Prize in chemistry for it in 1993. He's now in heaven, but he had way extreme ADD. <laughs> the guy was a four plus member of my tribe. And he's just one of millions of examples of incredibly brilliant, novel, creative thinkers who come up with new stuff out of nowhere. He thought of that. It came to him when he was driving through California in the early evening. His girlfriend was sleeping in the passenger seat, and he suddenly, it, said, it just came to him. And he said, oh my gosh, I better get back and publish this before someone else thinks of it, because he thought it was so obvious. And that's often the way it is, the brilliant ideas we come up with we think are obvious. David Nealman, another man who has ADHD, founded JetBlue Airlines. He's the guy who invented the electronic ticket. And he said, when it came to him, it was just so obvious. He said, why hasn't everyone else thought of this? And I do think it's ironic that it's someone with ADD who thinks of a way for us to go to the airport and not have to remember to bring our ticket. <laughs> he's also the guy, because we hate boredom, he's also the guy who came up with the idea of putting televisions in the seat in front of you. So you never get bored. Again, he would say it was perfectly obvious. Well, it may have been obvious, but nobody else had done it. And most great ideas, once they finish being mocked, end up everyone saying, well, it's perfectly obvious. Whenever you were sharing about that, about entrepreneurs and visionaries, like I would feel like that for a long time that I felt like I was out of place that I would just constantly be the dreamer of things either in my business or for organizations, charities I'm a big part of. I was just having a meeting this past Sunday, actually, for the uh, recreation pool that I'm a president of and talking about this dream I have of doing a capital campaign or raising a half a million dollars. And people are like, what? Half a million dollars is crazy. And yet at the end of the day, we get down to where you were saying like the sweating of the small stuff and the details of it. I want you to dive, what is it, what are the things, how do we manage that for our teams in a small business setting to be able to inspire people around a vision and where we're going, which is so critically important, something that can't be delegated, but then at the same time, be able to get it enough out of our heads so that people around us, our teams can take that and then say, okay, great. Now we've got to actually go build some plans and put that in place. Well, in fact, everything can be delegated. No matter the size of your team, you want as much as you possibly can everyone to be spending most of their time in their sweet spot. And I define their sweet spot as the overlap of what you're really good at doing, what you really like to do, and what advances the project or someone will pay you to do. So where those three overlap, that's where people on your team, if your team is two people, that's where both of you should be. And as much as you possibly can, spend your time in that spot and then delegate or hire out the rest. Of course, you can't delegate everything. There is some grunt work that no one wants to do and somebody's got to do. So you divide that up. But by and large, a lot of teams underachieve because they haven't matched the people on the team with their sweet spot. You know, they're good soldiers, so they'll do it. But you have people who would be much better at doing something else, but nobody asks them. Mm -hmm. And that's what leaders need to do now. They need to ask, what are you good at and what do you like to do? Which is a homely way of doing a neuropsych evaluation. That's sort of the best neuropsych test is asking someone, what do you like to do and what are you good at doing? 
And then how many of those things are, will someone pay you to do, or do we need you to do to advance our team, the mission of our team? And that it's like getting married. A lot of marriages fail because you made the wrong choice. It's not that you're not the marrying type. You just made, chose the wrong mate. Well, the same thing with peak performance. A lot of people are underachieving, not because they don't have talent, but because they're not plugged in to a task that will allow them to use their best talents. And it's a major failure of managers that they don't ask enough about because, and people won't complain because at this level, people are good soldiers. They don't want to complain. It's not in their DNA. So it's up to the manager to ask, am I getting the most out of your brain? Because your goals are the same. The manager's goal and the worker's goal or the teammates go, whatever. The goal is to do as well as you possibly can, to produce as much, to earn as much, to generate as much. And the way you will do that is for each person to be operating at brain's peak efficiency. And the way you get to peak, the difference between ordinary good and peak is engagement. And that comes when you naturally engage when you're doing something well that is challenging, that combination that matters to you. So it's got to matter to you. It's got to be difficult. And then if you start making progress at that, motivation will triple because we really like doing well at things that are very difficult. Mm -hmm. And other people like it too, because they don't want to be doing that difficult thing. So what's difficult for me may be impossible for you. Yeah. So I'll tackle the difficult and leave. And what's impossible for me may be merely difficult for you. So you want to have people, everybody engaged in something that's challenging. And for people with ADD, if it's not challenging, they get bored. And remember, I said boredom is our kryptonite. So we don't want easy. We don't like easy. We don't do well at easy. We really need difficult in order to thrive. Mm -hmm. Right before this, I was on with just a great, incredible client has had three years of just record growth, team is in a great place. And I said, honestly, your biggest thing that you've got to be aware of right now is complacency. Complacency, because then you'll go around and become an arsonist to start fires just so you can be the firefighter to put them out. But it's what made me think of that when you said that. I want to ask you about flow. There are times that it is so hard, and you may not like that term, and please correct me, but I'll just share there are times for me that when I'm doing something that I'm able to get into a place that I sink into my computer for two hours and I just knock it out. I mean, I get so much done that I needed to get done. And I think, man, why can't I just harness this once a week for two hours? And Every time I try to get in that place and replicate the songs, the music, literally the location, the coffee that I had, was it morning or what time of the day was it? And I'll remember that. I can't do it. I can't do it. Why is that so difficult? Well, all those elements matter, but you can't necessarily do it on demand, but you can create the circumstances that favor its happening. Do people recognize your agency brand? More importantly, do people care about your brand? At Relevant Marketing Solutions, we partner with you to clarify your message and deliver it through multiple marketing channels, creating a brand that inspires. With over 10 years experience working with insurance agencies, our team can help your agency not only get noticed, but start cultivating brand champions. From creating a logo to putting it on a coffee mug, we are your one-stop shop for all things marketing. We can even produce a video of you drinking out of your cool new mug. Visit us at relevantadvantage.com to learn more. And if you're a state farm agent, you can also find us at sfagentpromos.com 
And be sure to enter Club Capital at checkout for a special discount. That's Club Capital, lowercase and no spaces at checkout for a special discount. Relevant Marketing Solutions, helping you cultivate brand champions. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue, increase your bottom line, and better manage your taxes? Club Capital is here to help. Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agents in the country, providing monthly accounting, tax strategy, and CFO services. Way more than bookkeeping and your everyday run-of-the-mill tax prep, Club Capital is focused on providing financial and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your agency's performance. Their financial dashboards and agency forecasting tools help you better understand your agency's historical performance, create and measure future targets, and see how your agency compares to your peers around the country. Imagine what it would be like to understand the impact to your bottom line when deciding to hire a new employee or forecast the impact rate changes or commission rates will have on your business. With over $200 million in tracked annual revenue and $140 million in tracked annual expenses, Club Capital has the data and the team to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. They will help you turn that back office stress into the backbone of your agency's success by giving you the tools to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. And you named a bunch of elements that do matter. Time of day varies from person to person, whether you've had something to eat or not. For example, in my case, if I've had something to eat, that really slows me down. So I do much better when I'm hungry. For me, coffee is a performance enhancer. For other people, it just makes them jittery. For me, I'm much better in the morning than I am at night. For others, it's just the opposite. So all those factors matter and get to know your own inventory of variables that come to bear. But the two that I stress the most are the ones I've already said. You got to be doing something that is challenging and matters a lot to you. Mm-hmm. You won't get flow without those two elements. If you don't care that much about it, you won't get flow. Mm-hmm. And if it's not challenging, you won't get flow. Mm-hmm. Flow happens when you're stretching. And for those listeners who don't know what flow is, it's this term invented by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi some years ago. And And it's when you are one with the task, you are so engaged that you lose track of time, you lose track of whether you have to go to the bathroom or not, you forget everything except the task and you merge with it. And interestingly enough, you lose self-consciousness. Some of the best moments in your life, you're not conscious of when they're happening. Mm -hmm. It's only in retrospect that you say, wow, I was in the zone. That's another word for flow. The zone, flow, peak performance, whatever you want to call it. But all of us have had that moment when we think, what in the world happened to me? How did I score 60 points in the game when I usually score 20? Or, you know, how how did I write that paper in an hour when it usually takes me a weekend? And uh, how did I give that presentation and just with no notes whatsoever when I'm usually stammering and stuttering? And it's all about hitting flow. But you can. Hack it. You can engineer it. You can, the way I like to put it, create the circumstances that maximize the chances of it's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreeing with what you said, you can't do it on demand. You can set everything up and it just, the souffle falls. It doesn't come out all puffy the way you want it to. But if you dial it up the way it usually does happen, more often than not, you will hit flow. You know, the thing that you mentioned there about the two, about it being challenging and matters a lot, the matters a lot, I think, resonates with me 
personally, because I can think of those times, one in particular, just the other day, I was really working through a challenging problem in the business as a lead generation problem, but it mattered a lot. It mattered a lot. I was deep in study of what is the right thing here? Can I diagnose the real problem? Can I manage the variables here and then come out of that with a specific strategy versus something else I was doing? It was challenging and I didn't want to do it. It didn't matter to me enough. All right. And there was no sense of zone being in the flow of that, even though it was certainly challenging. Matter of fact, it just frustrated me more than anything else. So I think that really resonates. I should add a qualification, though. Sometimes it can matter too much. It's like being too psyched for the game and you're too high. You're too motivated. I think of my brother-in-law, who's a golf pro, and I never get one day. He said to me, Ned, he's from Virginia, so he has a little Southern accent like you do. He said, Ned, the key to putting is not caring if the ball goes in the hole. I said, Chris, what do you mean? I'm begging the ball to go in the hole. He said, that's your problem. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you that's care right. too much. And, and so how do you strike that balance between caring enough, but not praying over the putt kind of thing? A hundred percent. So I'm a big golfer. I'm a big golfer. I'm wearing golf gear myself. And yeah. so that is so true. Uh, the famous putting coach. Oh my goodness. He's going to escape me. We actually had somebody on the podcast, Dr. Julie Bell. And she studied under his name's escaping me. Somebody's listening to this podcast is going to be yelling at the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, he said, you think trying hard is hard. Try trying less. That's really hard. And that's so <laughs> true, you know, because yes. when you go and especially I like to play, I don't know, four competitive tournaments a year, four or five, maybe, and you build everything up to it. Like you want to care, right? I want to show that I care and that I put in the practice and that sort of thing. And so you stand up on the first hall and you need to make a five footer par. What's really hard to stand up there and say like, oh, I don't care if this goes in. What are you talking about? Of course I care if it exactly, goes in. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's what I say to my brother. How in the world do I suddenly not care? And he said, well, it's a certain attitude you learn, you can cultivate, I guess, There's not enough Zen Buddhist in me or something. (laughs) (laughs) I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. Can you just define the difference? Because I know certainly I would be guilty of this. I'm not knowing the difference between ADD and ADHD, what the distinctions are, et cetera, or if there is a distinction between the two. In fact, it's very simple. There is no such thing as ADD anymore. It's all ADHD. And then there are two subtypes. There's ADHD primarily inattentive, which basically means ADHD without the H, which basically means ADD. But just to confuse us, they didn't do the obvious thing and separate them out. It's all ADHD without the H, which is ADHD primarily inattentive, which is what adults tend to have, or ADHD combined type. And that means you have the hyperactivity and the disruptive behavior. And that's much more common in kids. So it's foolish Everyone gets confused about it, and it's an artifact of the people who made up the names. They just wanted to confuse us. So you can have, it's all ADHD, but what used to be called ADD, which is ADHD without the H, is now called ADHD primarily inattentive. So thank you for sharing that. That's actually really helpful. So there is so many things that are distracting us, like from our cell phones, et cetera, and we don't need to just go through that litany of lists. But as business owners, there are so many things in addition that are coming at us and flying at us. We've got Slack messages, pinging, emails, instant messages, team members coming in, 
Facebook messages, on and on and on and on. We were just bombarded, literally driven to distraction, as your book suggests. And since the time that you wrote that, like how much that has continued on. What are some practical, like I want us to have some practical tips as leaders in our organizations of things that we can do to do two things. One, potentially diagnose ourselves or go to a professional. What do you suggest if people have heard this and say, like, actually, based on what he said, I might. And then what are some things that we can do in our workplaces to be able to cope and thrive with it? Well, you ought to get my latest book, Driven to Distraction, came out in 1994. And my latest one came out last year. It's called ADHD 2.0. And it's perfect for your listeners because it's only 100 pages long. And that'll give you a very good idea if you have the condition or not. If you read that, you'll know more than the average practitioner. If you read that and see yourself in it, it's completely life-changing to get the diagnosis and get treated. I mean, it is as life-changing as getting eyeglasses. You suddenly focus. And for your audience, the lead symptom that should make them wonder if they have it or not is simply unexplained underachievement. They're doing well. They're doing great. They wouldn't be listening to the podcast if they weren't. But they know they could be doing better and they can't figure out what's the variable. So they ascribe it to, I need to work harder and have more discipline. And that's not right. What they need, if it's ADD, they need to get the diagnosis and then follow a treatment plan. And it's so liberating because you get rid of this sense of, I need to work harder, I need more discipline, which I call a moral diagnosis. And instead you get a medical diagnosis. And it's so, I mean, it's the advances of brain science. It's using neuroscience in your favor. So if you have unexplained underachievement and you can be doing very well, I have a self-made billionaire in my practice. He says, think what I could have done had I had this diagnosis sooner. You know, I said, you haven't done too badly. But he said, yeah, but it was so hard. And mm. he was basically driving on square wheels, is the analogy I use, or squinting instead of getting eyeglasses. Mm. So if you feel that way, that you could be doing better, if only, that if only may be ADHD. So read my book, ADHD 2.0. And that's a good screening tool. If you see yourself in there, then go see a doctor and who knows what he's doing or what she's doing and get on a treatment plan. And it's the reason I love my job. I see people just every day, their lives change dramatically for the better. It's not only work life, it's personal life too. Marriages are saved. Relationships are saved. You become a better dad, a better mom. You name it, it gets better with focus. And golf, for that matter. I have one patient who says they ought to put the medication next to the ball washer on the tees, you know, because... Uh, my golf game knocked points off my handicap. And so it's a life-changing diagnosis. I think the unexplained underachievement, I will never forget that. Sometimes in each podcast, something really stands out to me. That's really profound. And just one comment, if you want to make about this, I know for myself and I know many others, they've heard this idea of we've gone to business conferences, we've read books, we've listened to other podcasts and you hear the person say like the key to success is focus, right? Follow one course until success as an example. And everybody's like, yeah, that makes sense. I need to do that. But then the actual application of doing it, the execution of it, if you have ADHD, it becomes almost impossible to be able to do that, right? That's right. We are not one course followers. That's right. Yeah. Dr. Hallowell, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate all of your work and uh, love to have you back on in the future. We'll definitely make sure we put it in the show notes. If you want to point people where they can obviously pick up your book and where they can find out more about you, where would you? Uh, well, Amazon has my book as all the other sites. My website, which has a lot of free material about 
ADD and other things is just drhallowell.com, D-R, no period, H-A-L-L-O-W-E-L-L.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. Man, that was an incredible interview with Dr. Hollowell. I'm really so glad that he made the time to be able to come on. Obviously, at the very end, I was sharing what really stood out to me, but unexplained underachievement and this idea of if only and him giving the story about the billionaire saying, oh, he's done pretty well, but he could have done it much better. And he felt like he was doing it with square tires. I thought that was pretty amazing. It was also good to know that the things that I was truly thinking about, that was an honest story for me when I was sharing that just a few weeks ago, I was really into a flow or into a zone. I got so much done in such a short period of time. Time seemed to fly by, knocked out so many to-dos and tasks. And I think, why is it I'm not able to do that on a regular basis? And I literally went back and thought about the time and the day. And so that's good to know that I was actually thinking about it the right way. But Whenever he added then the additional two things, is it challenging to me and does it matter a lot? But then he added, you know, sometimes it can matter too much. I'm reminded about my son. We just are getting ready to wrap up at the time of this recording. We've got our last basketball game for my son's fifth grade year that I'm coaching. And just this past week, we were playing a game in the semifinals to advance to the finals. And our team was so hyped up and ready to play. And honestly, they cared too much. We probably played one of the worst games we played all year. We lost to a much better team. Yes, but we certainly didn't have that outpouring that we wanted to. And there's a lot of factors that go into that, but certainly one of them is our boys probably cared too much. Last thing I want to say that was a real takeaway for me is whenever he said, he asked the question, and if you didn't catch it, it happened fast, where he said, am I getting enough out of you as a leader to be able to share that with other people and say, am I getting enough out of you is an incredible question for us to ask. So next time you're doing your performance reviews with one of your team members, ask them that question. Hey, am I getting enough out of you? Because your ability as a leader to whether you have other leaders underneath you or all of your team reports directly to you, your job is to be able to get as much out of those people to drive results through other people as possible. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our podcast sponsors, Direct Clicks, Club Capital, Relevant Advantage, and Coach P Consulting. I was talking to Matt Jones the other day, owner and founder of Direct Clicks. He was sharing with me that somebody had shared with them some of the statistics and working with them. And that since mid-2019, they had started working with another SEO company. So a 22% increase in sales over the next 24 months. Not bad. But since they switched over to direct clicks, they had seen a 977% increase in sales over the last year on sales specifically tracked from Google and SEO. That's not a typo. 10 typo. That's not a typo. 10 times more in premium specifically from working with direct clicks. So if you want those type of results in your business and be able to get more for the dollars you're spending with your Google pay-per-click and SEO work, go to directclicksinc.com. Now, many of you wanted to get 2022 off to an incredible start. And at the time of this, we're just finishing out first quarter 2022. If you've not had the type of year you wanted to have, but you know it's important for you to spend time developing yourself and your team. There's none better as an insurance agency owner than to work with Coach P. Go to coachpconsulting.com. Similarly, I was having a conversation with Micah 
one of the co-founders of Club Capital, and he was sharing with me just some of the information and just some of the testimonials and the wow factor that they've gotten from some of their clients who have just enrolled in their new CFO services that they just rolled out this year. If you're ready to go to the next level and start actually looking at forward-facing your financials as really the powerhouse that it can be, reach out to Club Capital. They're not just a bookkeeper. They're going to give you incredible analytics to be able to make better decisions in your business, to know when's the right time to bring that person on and what's the impact of the financials going to be? How's that going to affect my profitability? Do I have the cash to be able to float this person for the next three, six, 12 months or so until they get up and running? Go to club.capital today, and book your no obligation demo. And so they can show you how to take something that's really your back office and make it that strategic driver in your business. And I don't know about you, but I want to differentiate myself. So I don't want to be just the same old business owner. And to be able to do that, you got to have a differentiating value proposition, but you also have got to be able to do things. One of our core values with Business Curator is a first-class experience. And so it's so important that for our clients that we have first class gifts. So I was just placed an order with Josh and the team over at Relevant. And we're so excited and just been so happy with the experience and working with those guys. So reach out to the team at relevantadvantage.com. If you're a state farm agent, make sure to check them out. Go to sfagentpromos.com. So grateful for all of you. Until next episode, lead well. Mm-hmm.